This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So live variety from the low budget live bar and grill here in beautiful Southern middle Tennessee. And this is the podcast for November the 27th, almost December, November the 27th, 2023, the post Turkey day episode of low budget live. And, and, and if I look like I'm a little, I'm a little tighter in here in the bar and grill, you bunch of low lifers It's because I, I, I've done unspeakable things <laughs> to food for the last few days, as as so many of y'all have, I imagine. But goodness gracious, I feel like this year, uh, uh, I don't know. I got I need a hard reset. I'm fat as a tick, like I keep mentioning, man. I don't let the 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 beard. I've got the deer beard going, and it makes my head look like nine times bigger than it is. But boy, whew, I just I'm feeling it right now. I'm feeling it. I ate so many sweets. I probably gave myself diabetes. It's uh, I, I just I had a I had a crazy week. 
good week, but uh, Thanksgiving week, I, I think I mentioned this last week, it's always about family for me, real nostalgic in that. A lot of great memories, like so many, everybody does really about Thanksgiving for the most part, I'm sure. And, and uh, but for me, it's about being in the outdoors and deer hunting as well. That week, those two go hand in hand with me, whether it was my, my dad, my brother, my uncles, my cousins back in the day. Um, spent a lot of time around Thanksgiving deer hunting and in Southern Tennessee, Southern middle where I'm at tends to be when things kind of start happening in the woods. You know, I, I shot a really nice deer last year, Thanksgiving weekend. And, and if I think back over the years, a lot of, a lot of things have happened, but it's just a great time to spend time in the woods. And, and man, I've had a deer that, uh, been kind of quiet about just because it's here at my house and, uh, I've got, I've got, you know, um, not a huge place at all. And, and this deer, and I, I've been able to take a couple nice deer here over the years, but but this one was uh, he was around last year, and he and he kind of was on the list to be honest last year, and he, uh, he he left for a while, and I thought he'd got shot, and he came back, and he was all broke up, and Ryder uh, Ryder D wanted to shoot him, wanted to shoot him, and I wouldn't let him. I was like, nope, we're gonna pass him. He's all busted up, and maybe he'll you know maybe he'll really change next year and he didn't that much you know put on a little bit more mass but but anyways Ryder said well you better name him lucky because he's lucky you're not letting me um take him out of the herd because Ryder Ryder is a uh, Ryder is an assassin to say the least but uh but anyways uh this deer he showed back up a couple weeks ago he's been in my crawl I haven't been able to catch up with him and last Friday I guess it was um he really started really started being um more consistent here at least on camera and i and i hunted eight days straight uh with the exception of a couple afternoons boys and i went down to our lease that we have and hudson was able to take his second buck ever earlier during the week uh but then i really like towards the, we had a big weather change and i really focused up here at the house and i saw this deer like he uh, even took the triple threat with me thanksgiving afternoon and i saw this deer and uh chasing does couldn't get a shot and i saw the deer again friday morning and Man, I got neighbors hunting all around, and look, anybody that kills this deer, high five. I wasn't going to be upset necessarily, but of course, I, I got a lot of history with him, and I'm sure everybody else does too. Uh, but but Saturday morning was able to take this deer. Awesome, first thing in the morning on my own place, man. Beautiful morning, and uh, could not be. And it's a perfect way to end a you know a week where we're all talking about what we're thankful for and everything. But man, I, I just. My brother came to help me and my uh, get the deer out. My dad was here, and um, and it was just a it was it was just one of those memories that you know none of us will ever ever uh, forget. Hopefully, and all the boys were involved, and uh, Hudson and Ryder and, and Charlie and even got Marissa out to look at the deer, which she hates looking at dead deer. But it was awesome, man. Awesome. This is a really special deer, and and uh, just a freaking great way to. In Thanksgiving week, so if I seem like I'm fatter than normal, it's because of all the food, and if I seem like I'm exhausted, it's because I have just been going, son. I have been uh, up every morning at four and 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 doing it to it, um, just abandoning all responsibilities. Marissa D., the triple threat, said, thank God <laughs> this is over. <laughs> uh, but the boys still, man, they're still after it, and uh, I'll be back after it again. Uh, sooner than later but this certainly uh once you get and y'all deer hunters that are listening if you're if you're not a deer hunter fast forward to this part but if you're a deer hunter you understand one gets in your damn crawl oh boy there's nothing like marissa said that she goes i don't i don't get any of this 
you know, she didn't grow up around hunting much. And, uh, and really until she, she, she and I got married and she's like, but when you set like one, you get obsessed with one, it's really kind of crazy to watch it go down. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that tends to be how it goes. But, uh, it's been, I think since 2019, I've been able to, to take a, a really mature deer every year since 2019 and y'all the hunt, you know, that's not, uh, that's a pretty good run. I'm on, I feel like, and, and, uh, I'm blessed to be able to do it. And, and, and look, if you're in Iowa, if you're in Kansas, if you're in Illinois, some of these places, you know, one forties, uh, 140 inch deer, you're like, eh, whatever. I, I get it. Um, for sure. But anytime we can take deer in that five-year-old and older class in Tennessee, and, and I certainly, the last, last four for sure that I've taken have been in that age class. It's, you know, that's a, a damn mature deer and it's awesome, man. They're just a different creature. So nothing but respect for them. And uh, lucky, lucky, Mark Lucky off the list. Ryder was a little bummed, but he was also very proud for dad, too. I will say that. So awesome, uh, awesome, awesome Thanksgiving. I hope all of y'all low-lifers had a great Thanksgiving out there um, for sure. And you got to spend it with who you wanted to spend it with. And uh, that's always a good thing. We've got a, we've got a show today that I am, uh, I don't get nervous on this show. I do it every week. Uh, this is one that I'm really looking forward to our guest, but first I'm going to, I'm going to read some sponsors off real quick, and then we're going to get into it with this guest. And, and man, this is, uh, this is one of my heroes. So I can't wait. Absolutely. Cannot wait. Star trying kicking ethanol in the teeth, your weed eater and your chainsaw. Hudson Duncan said, what is, why do we have to worry about star, uh, ethanol dad? So explain the deal to him. And uh, got him called up. He said, "Oh, we better we better not let that happen. We better you better put some of that in my vehicle now that he's a driving man." Enzyme powered fuel treatment in your weed eater and your chainsaw, but most importantly in that outboard engine. If you're going to store your bass boat this time of year, and so many of us do, like I said, eight days straight. If you're going to store it for two weeks or longer, shame on you. First of all, shame on me for not getting the express out more than that this time of year. But these deer are on the brain. Put you some star trine in the tank to make sure ethanol does not gum up the works. Pro Guide Batteries. I've got to read. Let y'all all know something right here now. ProGuideBatteries.com is where you can find them, LBL10. Uh, but they're having a fall sale, and this thing is going to run through the end of the year, 12, 31, 23. But it started on Black Friday, but they have got their lithiums, the Pro Guide Lithiums, the PGL fall sale and these i brag about them every week y'all know but I'm, I'm super impressed with these batteries but these are the 24 m50 the 24 m75 and the 24 m75 sts 399 bucks 499 bucks and 699 bucks get on the website get all the specs on that but that's going to run through it's not just a black friday deal like so many are putting out this one's going to go through the end of the year 1231 so fellas fellas Get your get your ladies and tell them to get over there to ProGuideBatteries.com. LBL10 is going to help you out there. LBL10 as well. Let them know you are a low-lifer. ProGuideBatteries.com. They've been in the business for 40 years. OEM trusted. There's a lot of fly-by-night battery companies. I say it every week. You can trust ProGuide Batteries. BaitWorks.com. Bait-WRX.com. They had a crazy sale over the weekend. Crazy sale over the weekend. They got them LOB jigs. The power finesse jig with the three alt custom trocar hook in that bad boy. Finer than frog hair custom skirt in seven colors. And we got, we're working on new 
We're working on that new, new. But uh, the response to these has been amazing. I appreciate each and every one of y'all picking these up. It's got the LBL logo on the package, and it it catches fish, period. It just does. It gets a lots, lots and lots and lots of bites. Don't just take my word for it. Check it out at bait-wrxbaitworks.com. But don't just stop there. Huge selection. And as I say each and every week, if you want it, they got it. And you better not order it if you don't want it on your doorstep because they're going to knock on the door and hand you a box very, very quickly. You can use Duncan-10, D-U-N-K-I-N-10 there at checkout to save you some money. Let them know you are a lowlifer at baitworks.com. And last but not least, hang the imaginary banner. Express Boats Hot Springs, Arkansas. I'm running the X. 21 pro le my uh this year's model is fixing to go to a new home and i'm fixing to pick up my new ride very soon here in the next couple weeks i can not wait to get it uh, got some got some a couple little new changes that i'm i'm uh pretty pretty geeked up about c deck about a stern on all of those boats it's an option you can get it uh but in the 21 there 96 inch beam Crazy amount of tack on rod storage. Fastest hole shot in the game with that Yamaha at the 250 show. Uh, just great top end. Absolutely fantastic in rough water. No disadvantages. I know people are like, oh, 10 rig. Oh, you said 10 rig? You run an aluminum? No disadvantages to this boat whatsoever. They also have the X19, and you can get on their website and see all the models they offer. No matter what you're doing, you're doing a little duck hunting, boom, express. You're doing a little crappie fishing, boom, express. They got it. You're doing some saltwater fishing, their bay boats, boom, express. Express boats building excitement since 1966. All right. So this guy right here is one of my uh, one of my bass fishing heroes. Talked about him last week. Uh, never had him on the show. Not had a lot of conversations with him over the years at all. He has two million dollars in career earnings two million dollars in career earnings between both Bassmaster and the FLW Tour in the day he's a legend period end of story he absolutely is the definition of the word legend in bass fishing I said last week he was one of my Mount Rushmore type guys for some of the runs he went on but he's just he taught us so much about a specific technique and that being cranking it's something i've always been obsessed with uh i absolutely have just i don't know man i have and and it's because of him that i've always loved that technique from just watching him back in the day absolutely master that technique and then develop lures for different depth ranges with all these different companies he's been with. And there's a reason he's, he has brought his expertise to so many. And I dare say other companies have copied designs and different things, but he's just, he's a mastermind at it. He's a very, uh, very gentle soul, a nice, nice, nice individual. And, uh, he's retiring from the Bassmaster elite series after winning the classic, winning the Forcewood cup. He's won Bassmaster angler of the year. Like I said, over a 30-year career, $2 million in earnings. I could not be more pumped for this phone call right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get him on the phone. The Fritz Blitz himself, David Fritz. For all the lowlifers and myself. Hello. David Fritz, welcome to Low Budget Live. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, sir? 
It's not say, we're fine. not we're not actually live, but we're recording. Uh, man, I I really appreciate you doing this. I I said last week when the news came out that you were retiring. Um, I'm 40 years old, and I and I grew up in the 90s being obsessed with bass fishing, and and David Fritz is on my Mount Rushmore of bass fishing. So if I seem a little <laughs> like a fanboy, uh, it's because I am. I have nothing but respect for the Fritz Blitz himself, uh-huh. and man, uh, to have you on this show is uh, is awesome, uh, an awesome experience. So I, I welcome you, and uh, hope you're doing well after Thanksgiving. I am. I tried to eat everything I could and <laughs> had some really good food, so I'm pretty good shape right now. <laughs> what, now are you home in North Carolina? Because I know you slide out to Kansas and get on those deer every now and then, too. Well, I do, but no, actually, I'm in Alabama right now. So. Okay. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. now, you do have ties to Bama. Uh, I, I drew a guy. I was a co-angler in a BFL. Goodness gracious, I can't remember his name, but he... Uh, he was he was connected to you in some way when I was about 15, 16 years old and and your old buddy uh Tony Butts. Yeah from back that's in what the I was thinking about okay. Tony. Yep. This this guy was friends with Tony Butts. And that day he's like, Well, this is the color crankbait Fritz throws up here, and this is the what Fritz does. And I was like, Well, give me all that. <laughs> Let's throw all that. Because I had my David <laughs> Fritz lose cranking stick in the back of that boat and uh right. and was slinging it, man. But uh uh Man, I, over 30 years, and I know you, you've probably been asked this a lot, but what's, uh, what's going through your mind? I mean, there are, obviously you've, you've seen so many changes in the sport, and we're still going through them on a daily basis, I feel like, right now. But, uh, but where's your mind at with kind of hanging up the cleats, so to speak, in the Bassmaster Elite Series? Uh, well, um, it's got a lot to do with several things, to be honest. Um, you know, the new forward facing deal. And, and now they've got, I don't know, 10 transducers on the boat. <laughs> they got them everywhere. Yeah. And, and you, you know, it, it's just, it's been a challenge for me to be able to find a fish with your bait anymore. And it's yeah. like, you know, you talk, yeah, Patrick Walters is in line in front of me. He said, man, you don't, you don't even throw to yourself fish said you're just wasting your time. And I'm thinking, man, I guess I'm just that far behind, but, uh, it, it has really changed. And the vigor of the elites and, and bass is, um, uh, you know, these two and three weeks at a time. And I'm thinking, you know what? I probably, if I could just step back a little bit and, and fish like I used to when I was a working man, it might be a little easier on me, um, you know, with tournaments a month or so apart and, mm-hmm. and spread out throughout the year. And, and so that's what I'm going to try this year. I mean, I'm not quitting fishing. Everybody says thanks just cause you retire from bass. You, you know, a fisherman never quits. Fishing, I was going to say so. you, David Fritz <laughs> is not going to quit fishing. I know better than that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna quit making crankbaits either. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's what I want to hear. I don't. If you can, listen, no offense, you can quit fishing tournaments forever. I need you making crankbaits because I'm a cranking fiend <laughs> because of you. And every one you've ever touched, I feel like is one of the best one that's ever been made. Yeah. And just because of your your knowledge, man, it's it's. I even think back to uh, 
a crankbait that I was obsessed with, the old Risto wraps. I remember yeah. the Risto wrap. You, I'm uh, from the Pickwick area, and I remember you catching them down there in a in a tournament. The one uh, Menendez won yeah. down there in the nineties. And uh, you were cranking, you know, I remember the old T&M Bassmaries throwing that Risto wrap and tell my dad, I'm like, I got to have Risto wraps for Christmas. <laughs> That's what Fritz has got, man. Uh, goodness gracious. But all the, whether it's the DTs and, and now on the, on the pure fishing side, everything, I mean, the Fritz sides is, man, I think is as good. And, I, and this oh, is a yeah. Tennessee boy saying this, and you know how many flat sides have been made in this state, not necessarily yeah, where I live, right. but but man, that Fritz side is is out of the pack is as good as anything I've ever put my hands on yeah. for a shallow runner. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome, man. And I know it some is. crankbait. I know some crankbait. Uh, so funny. I got some East Tennessee buddies that are just you know how they get about their about their homemades and they're they're all mm-hmm. like hey listen fritz side's where it's at <laughs> and it's yeah. it's amazing to hear that on a production model well we was just able to get it consistent and that's what the big deal is because flat sides are, are never consistent but the fritz side is very consistent yes it is isn't it? and uh you know it, it's how it's built and we made some big discoveries uh and actually, I, I I found out things that I didn't even know while we were building that bait. I worked on it for three years, so, um, but it's just, uh, man, you know, that's one of those baits, of, one of those century baits that comes out once in a century. <laughs> that's just a dominant best yes. bait that's been made. You know, uh, I, you know, I designed some pose, and I, yep. I designed all the DTs for Rapla and and they're all good but that fritz side is just exceptional man it just casts so good like you said though it's that once in a hundred year like it just gets bit i mean the thing just mm-hmm. flat out catches them uh in all kinds of different situations but let yeah. let me let me circle back real quick so you said you're you're fishing uh you want to fish some more spread out events have you made up your mind what you're going to do there have you got something picked out uh, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, one of my best friends fishes, actually, I got a lot of friends that fish this, but the, uh, NPFL, okay. Listen. National Professional yeah. Fishing League, well, and, you know, we've got a tournament in Alabama, yep. I won the Classic on Logan Martin. <laughs> yeah, sir, and, to kick but, off the but, year. But, and, and like I say, I don't know if I can, you know, it's still hard to compete with forward-facing sonar. But having that rest between tournaments, I think it's going to be a big deal for me. There's real good money in it. Uh, and I'm cutting down from nine elites to six tournaments. Plus, uh, you know, I'm not done in, in June and July or August, whenever our last tournament is. And there's none of them that are back-to-back. So you get some time off. It's, it's like the old used to be when I started fishing. You know, I had to work so i could fish so mm-hmm. yeah uh, like, like so uh, many do yeah yep and we had some time in between tournaments and that's what this is so I, i'm really really looking forward to it i think this is a pretty classy organization uh, i think it's well run um and actually some of the guys fishing bass i think patrick walters oh yeah this year, oh so. yeah he's been over there so here's what's <laughs> funny is the people that listen to this show every week and and I call them the low lifers. They they've been around for six years now, listening to this craziness. And 
since I so I do the live coverage, I host the live coverage with my buddy Fat Cat there for MPFL. People are going to think this was a setup phone call <laughs> for you to announce <laughs> that you're fishing. I'm looking at this camera right now that's on me and telling you folks, I did not know the legend David Fritz was coming to fish MPFL. I did not know this. He's not on the list that I have I have got, and and they haven't announced the official roster yet. Uh, now I did hear a rumor back earlier that you had maybe kicked around the idea of it, but I did not know that. So man, I I cannot. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. And like you said, kicking off on Logan Martin in a wintertime uh, kind of situation there. Uh, but to start the year where you won the classic and you got a lot of experience, that, that's that's awesome to hear. And uh, that that the spaced out part of those events and this year we're really spaced out. I feel like uh, you know. So I think that's why it's so attractive to so many people. Like you said, it's it's like it used to be where you don't have all the back-to-back events. And to me, it's it's like that early to, I say, mid-'90s to late-'90s FLW tour as well, kind of how it was set up to a degree. Mm-hmm. It, it is. I mean, I'm the more I looked at it and, you know, I, I'm thinking – I can't quit. I, I mean, <laughs> one thing, I, I still got to stay in tune with what I'm doing. My main goal is, is making some crankbaits and, and staying out there and promoting and, and the same thing I've always done. But then when I saw this, and and actually one of my best friends that used to fish all the FLWs with me, uh, Mike Como, mm-hmm. uh, we were deer hunting in Wisconsin, and, and he were t- he was telling me about it. And, and he has been telling me about it, but actually I started asking him a few more questions about it <laughs> because I'm trying to find an alternative of what I'm going to do. And that's going to fit me perfect fishing six tournaments, uh, from a month or two months apart. There's two in the spring, two in the summer and two in the fall. And, you know, with bass, we lost all our fall tournaments unless yeah. you're, unless you're, you know, fishing the opens and, and, um, so anyway, um, I'm I'm really excited about it. No, I I am too. To hear that uh, you're going to be involved is is awesome, and I I think that it's a shame that in pro fishing um, we don't have more fall events, right? I, I I remember, like I said, in my my early years of first starting to follow professional fishing, you guys started in the like the I take the BP Top 100 days. Y'all start in August. You'd fish through the, you were fishing in the winter months a lot of times in the fall and winter. And you would, and the angler of the year, like you won, when you got that trophy, you fished and caught them consistently through every season, basically, to me. And that that was so impressive. Well, I won most of my tournaments that I won, I actually won in the fall. And, Mm -hmm. And fall is really my strong season. And we haven't had a fall tournament. I don't know how long. I mean, it's just been forever. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, sometimes in the fall, maybe those guys can't see them quite as good. Patrick Walters probably still can, but, uh, <laughs> he's pretty good at uh, seeing them about anywhere. I think he could see them oh, in outer I'm space at this point. We, we, we was at, uh, up in Michigan fishing St. Clair and he was in line. He said, man, it was really tough today. He said, Every now and then you'd see one stick his head up out of the grass and go back down. You had to remember where he was. I'm thinking, man, what, what, what in the world am I doing? I mean, how do you compete with that? 
Oh my goodness. That's so, that's so wild to hear you say, because I'll guarantee you, if you think back to when you first started getting offshore and I remember which classic was it that you practiced out of a, you, you acted like you was crappie fishing or catfishing. Yeah, uh, that was a 93. That was 93. Yeah, that was okay. That was 93. I was actually talking to my dad yeah. about that earlier. I told him I was having you on. He goes, you remember that time he practiced out of that, out of that catfish <laughs> bus? I do remember that. Uh, but, but I'm sure like you hearing Patrick talk about that, the people in the way in now think about this people in the way in line when you were on the fritz blitz and you're sitting out there in the middle of the lake winding a plug around they're probably like what is he doing this guy is on another planet it is very it's it's crazy to hear that i don't want to say changing of the guard but but you are seeing that with a guy like like patrick uh covering him this year on the mpfl and you look at the last five years what he's done in the elite series angler of the year race i mean He's obviously a phenomenal fisherman, but when he's combined this forward facing deal, he's dangerous, man. Like he really, he really oh, yeah. is yeah, very they, dialed on it. They, and that's why I think Bass is setting the record this year for the record number of young anglers coming into mm-hmm. it. And it's all because of that, because, you know, in, in the past age had no discrimination, Yep, but now it does. And, uh, you know, you got to have good eyes. You need to have grew up in the video part of life, you know, where uh, they played video games and they knew exactly what to do. And and all that's sort of coming into play where it used to not. So, uh, unfortunately, and Rick Klein has said this many times, no matter if you're 15 years old or 75 years old, you can still compete and, and, you know, as long as you could cast, you was in the game. Well, it's 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 changed from that a little bit because of of young eyes and eyesight, and you know, and and knowing how to play the game. So anyway, that's sort of, yeah. And, and boy, I tell you, I hear more about that. Oh, I bet. I, I, I hear a ton, and, and me and Rick Klein have talked about it. Me and Davey Heights talked about it. Larry Nixon, we've talked about it. And we just haven't got the eyes to see what they're seeing, and and don't ask me how. But I guess if you had if you had a twenty five inch screen <laughs> and you had it about three inches from your face, but but still they know how to set theirs up. And oh, there's no doubt know, they're, they're they're not using the same thing we're using. And I've and I've come to find this out. I mean. Yeah, the units are the same, but they got them set up totally different. Yeah. Uh, running two and three transducers in the front to get every angle so they know if a fish moves anywhere within casting range, anywhere around them. They can track them down. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And I actually had this in my notes to ask you, so it's it's interesting you, you brought it up because you were still, and I'm sure you still do, You've relied on flashers. I know uh, I can remember seeing some of your – you rig them, you take a flasher, put it on every single boat. Um, but being an offshore fisherman, did you embrace, you know, side imaging and down imaging when it came out and mapping? You know, was that something that you kind of – because you're, you're, you love to fish offshore. And I know you said finding fish with your bait earlier – uh, which is mm-hmm. basically all we ever did before all this technology started changing. But did you adopt any of that as well, or were you just kind of relying on on the flasher and trying to find fish with your bait, like you said? 
Well, I still had both, and I still more or less, you know, when you found them with your bait for 30 or 40 years of fishing, I mean, it's sort of hard to get away from that. Yeah, I and, get it. It's a confidence and thing. The, the problem, another problem that has happened is that most tournaments are getting one, and the fish aren't where they used to live. They're just out yes. there swimming around. Mm-hmm. And that, that, I mean, you catch them in 30 feet of water out over 100 feet of water, and, you know, that never happened before. Um, but now the side imaging was the first thing that I saw that was really putting the pressure on structure fish and they got caught, mm-hmm. they got caught and, and they just haven't, uh, they just don't get there except on a, on a few occasions, they just don't get there like they used to. So, um, most of the tournaments are one just flat bottom out swimming around in an open water. That's how you fish this day and time. And no, and no rhyme or reason, right? A lot of times, I mean, they, right. they're with bait out there. I mean, I know we saw that at Champlain with that last elite. Those fish were traveling on bait. And mm-hmm. I, I can remember Zona saying on live, because he's fished Champlain for years, and he said, you know, his question was, did these, did these fish always do this? And we didn't know it. And when we would catch one off a rock pile, it was just because they swam by and stopped on it while we happened to be casting at it, you know, but the rest of the time we were like, well, they're just not biting or were they swimming around behind us? And, and, you know, I, I definitely agree with you on fishing the Tennessee river fish pickwick for my whole life. And they definitely, definitely do not get on certain areas like they used to. They just don't, no, they do no, not they, set up, uh, yeah. cause they're going to get their lips knocked off if they do, <laughs> if they set mm-hmm. set there for very long. But, uh, and I don't think we got the number of fish we used to either in Pickwick. That's a whole nother, or that we did yeah. just 10 years ago, but they definitely, they have changed. Uh, and I, I so I, I had that in here and you've really answered it is, is finding fish with your bait is going down a bank, being able to read that bank and using a crankbait to find fish. Is that a lost art or will we ever see it come back? I, I don't think we ever will. Not unless, uh, you know, some kind of limit gets put on on forward facing, and I don't. You know, bass come real close to doing it this year, but they just can't. You know, they can't do it. I mean, unfortunately, the I thought they were going to maybe limit the number of uh, transducers, and they didn't do that either. And actually, I think they was hoping that somebody else, you know, like MPLF. Uh, would have done that, and they would have felt they would have followed it. They would have felt yeah. right in suit. But but then again, there you've got ninety percent of the anglers in the tournament that ain't going to catch them unless they can see them. So yeah. <laughs> you know what what do you do? But I think the good old days of, of finding fish on cover uh, they're very limited. No, that, that's what I was going to say. So you even think like a Logan Martin in February in PFL that you would almost have to rely on that to be able to win. You don't think there's, cause I mean, they still, they're still going to get up there on the bank at some point, oh, yeah. right. You well, know, to wind around and catch them. I mean, but I will say, I don't feel like I catch as many winding around <laughs> as I used to just going down well, chunk you, rock you and, and, you know, that you kind don't. of thing. Well, it's still, there's still, we still have our days, mm-hmm. but we don't have our seasons. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, in the past, we lucky to have two 
every now and then we would have three that you could actually catch them. Uh, even at Seminole, you know, I caught a, a big, a good catch down there, but still could not compete with, um, you know, with, with the cowboy in the forward facing sonar, <laughs> but, um, Cowboy and, Joe, and then, we go, and then we go to Santee, and they and they win it looking at them on cypress trees, so, flipping, man. <laughs> yeah, flipping. What would um, Denny Brower say, yeah. huh? <laughs> you uh-huh. know, can you? I mean, it's it is it is remarkable. And and look, I say this as you know, it's something that uh, I was with Garmin for many years, and I I I like it, but I still, as I as I tell you, as a forty year old, I do miss being able to pick up a square bill and just take off yeah. or go skip docks oh, yeah. and, and think that you can get a bite or, or in the summertime, like growing up with my, with my dad on the Tennessee river, where paper maps were lining up, you know, triangulating off the bank and, and them old days where you fire your plug out there and you're like, Oh, there's a bunch of them down there. I can feel them. <laughs> or you're getting slime on your line. Cause there's so uh, many piled up on a hole and then you start catching them, yeah. you know, and, and I do miss that. I do miss those yeah. days for sure. Um, again, though, I don't mind. I, I like throwing at them and watching them come up and bite my stuff on that too. It's fun. Uh, I feel like I've learned a lot about bass by watching them on it, but, but that was actually a, another question I had for you is, did you adopt it at all? Did you try to work it into your game at all? Well, I tried to. I, I just can't. And now you're talking about the forward. Yes, pacing, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, you try, but I, the thing is, is that I'm not on top of my game like these young guys are because I thought they study and they're mm-hmm. using all these transducers. And, and I promise you, their units look different than than mine and they uh the the top eight or ten guys that are really successful is this they've got a different view than what everybody else is looking at i I promise you and this is probably one of the best kept secrets and and little bitty things it's like it's always been little bitty things add up a lot yes but uh Little little yeah. details make all the difference, don't they, to separate yourself? Yeah. Because at that level, yeah. everybody's good. Everybody can do the right things, but it's just something that separates you a little bit. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I feel bad. You know, the thing about the Fritz side, and, and I got to brag a little bit, a young kid can get in the back of the boat, tie one on, and throw it all day long, and especially in the spring before fish really get out in open water and not around anything but and catch fish with no doubt and 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 i'm afraid that art is sort of going away and that's going to hurt our our kids fishing you know it's going to limit them to you know january february or maybe uh little march november something like that or you know maybe some of the florida fishing where they're in grass and they and uh and the you know, last uh, the thing last time we zoned Chubby, it was one of four faces. <laughs> and nobody saw that coming. Nobody yeah. saw that coming. It's it's crazy. It's you, you know, you're talking about kids. It's funny. Two of my my boys fish with me a lot. One's twelve, one's sixteen. My twelve year old, and he loves video games. He loves live scope. He loves messing with it. He wants to do that. Mm-hmm. My sixteen year old also plays video games a lot. He hates it. He hates everything about it. He says, Daddy, I want to go down the bank. And he he likes fishing offshore, but he's like, 
He yeah. he'll say we caught more fish before we stared at this stupid thing. Like that's what he says. Like he <laughs> hates it. But my twelve year old, they'll get in fights in the boat. Well, I want to go out here and live scope. No, I want to go down the bank with a square bill. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. funny hearing them argue, being because they're both younger guys, and I know there are still. We we say there are a lot of guys in their twenties that don't want to use it. They've just made themselves get really good at it if they're going to compete. Uh, that kind of brings me to my next question. Just over thirty years of a career in this, do you think? And because there's been a lot of videos made lately, people uh, complaining about sponsors and and how hard it is because they think it seems to be the general consensus is if and and I know you certainly have lived this that, oh, my goodness, I made the Elite Series, here comes the money. Everybody's going to sponsor me. But that's <laughs> that's not the case. It never has been, though. And but, but my question is this, do you think it's harder now to make a living in professional fishing than it was when you first, like, say, the Fritz Blitz years, the 90s, uh, into the early 2000s? Is it harder now than it was then? I, I think it probably is. Um, one thing, the sponsors get so diluted. Uh, you know, back in the day in the 90s, you know, you had 25 people that was getting, you know, I mean, we were getting most of the money, and to get in that group was hard. Mm-hmm. And now I think the sponsors figured out, well, we can give him a $1,000 and give give. Twenty, I'm a thousand dollars. Is the same as one person used to be. Yep. And and you, you know, without tournament wins, without winning, you know, you can't survive doing this. And one thing, the the cost is horrendous. Uh, I know the elites. You got nine tournaments at forty five thousand dollars a tournament, and then you got another two. Uh, not forty five thousand term, but five thousand dollars term mm-hmm. is forty five thousand. But then you've got, uh, you know, all your expense of getting there, staying, buying fishing license, buying fuel, which fuels down a little bit right now, but not <laughs> enough. Always, uh, <laughs> and it, it, it's it's a huge expense. It's it's huge, and you know, you say, well, you know, you finish fiftieth to make ten grand. Well, that's about it. You could probably get you a job about anywhere and make more money than that. Mm-hmm. So, that's a fact. Uh, because you've got 4500 in it, and you're going to have 3000 3500 in it, and that ain't counting if you go pre-fish. Um, so, you know, you worked all week, and you're going to make $2,000, and and Two down nine tournaments is $18,000. Now, how much money have you Goodness made? Goodness gracious, <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. And I, you saying, because I, I, I agree with this, you know, fishermen where they used to pay one guy 20 grand, now they split that 20 grand over 20 people. And I do think that fishermen have done this to themselves to a certain degree because so many people, because – there are more anglers now, high school and college. I mean, that didn't even exist when I was coming through high school and college. That, that wasn't even an option. I was fishing whatever I could get into because that kind of thing wasn't out there. And mm-hmm. I think that there are so many people that want it, and there are so many people that want the logos on their jerseys and all, and the boat wraps and all that. Yeah. They'll do it for really less than they should. And I yeah, think we've seen do. that. And it would hurt a guy like a David Fritz who comes in and says, hey – 
especially being with your resume, your career that you've had, and you say, hey, well, I'll, I'll do it for this, and they and a sponsor looks at you and goes, well, Johnny, Timmy, Bobby, <laughs> they'll they'll all do it for less, David. So we're gonna mm-hmm. spread our money out over three or four people, and but I do think fishermen, for sure, in my opinion. Uh, have done it to themselves a little bit just for settling for for too little and i get there's a a risk there you've got to pay for it yourself and every little bit does help uh obviously but it's so expensive like you said the deal's got to be better and i I also think though that and i and you lived those Irwin jacobs flw years when walmart was involved and you saw that and some of these big corporate sponsors but i think fishermen not looking outside the box hurts them too don't you I think so. Yep, I think so. It's uh, and that's easier it, said than totally, done. <laughs> yeah, it's just a totally different game now. It, it's uh, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else you can say, but it's uh, <clears throat> it's a tough living, and I would hate for my son to get in it right now, uh, just because it, it's you know it's so expensive and I'm and a. A, a young man can go broke and be broke for a long time in a heartbeat. I, I agree. You can put yourself in a bad financial spot. And I yeah. feel like to a certain degree, other than the fact that it's five times more expensive now between the boats and the equipment and the entry fees than it was even 10 years ago, uh, it's always been high risk, right? Yeah, high that, high stakes has. gambling. Yeah, it's always. a gamble. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a big gamble. It's, so, yeah. it, there's never been a really a quote professional sport where you got to pay to play, um, you know. And this is this has certainly been one. Let let me ask you this, just because I and you can you you can say I'm not answering that. You can say ballpark answer, whatever you want to say here. But when you won the classic, because this was always the Bassmaster magazine story, is millions of dollars in endorsements <laughs> millions of dollars and you know i can remember bob cobb saying that in the on yeah. the tnn show when david fritz won the 93 classic how many millions of dollars in endorsements did you get <laughs> i have to know well you know they used to say is worth a million dollars yep. so, and, and in all honesty um I don't know that it was when I won Angler of the Year the next year. Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, I don't know that it was without that. But this day and time, I mean, sure it is. You win five. Well, you used to win 500000 when you won the Classic. So you That's were halfway right. there. So, uh, yeah. When I when I won it, I won fifty thousand. No, I couldn't remember. I was gonna. That was gonna be my next question. So fifty grand first place for the '93 <laughs> yeah. Classic. Yeah. Goodness gracious, uh, that is uh, something to something to think about. What what bait re- was that? A pose you were cranking then? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought, uh, and that was a became a signature deal, right? After uh, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so uh, that's uh, rods and reels and all that. I mean, it's it's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's so amazing to think about that that tournament certainly. Um, changed a lot of lives but I, yeah i had to ask that because that was always that uh the story you know that was always man this is worth a million dollars in endorsements and uh <laughs> you know the streets well, are paved with gold but that's uh that's yeah. interesting and and it went up from there you know i, I won the fourth Wood cup in 97 yep. mm-hmm. and it paid a hundred thousand well the next year it went to 250 <laughs> and then the next year it went to 500 and then it went to a million yep, so it did. I, I sort of been behind the stick on every one of them but anyway uh day late and a dollar short yeah 
<laughs> Unbelievable, man. Well, mm-hmm. it's uh, well, it's certainly been been an awesome career, and uh, like I said, I can't thank you enough for coming on. And hell, you made an announcement about MPFL that I wasn't expecting. So this is you're this is breaking news, David Fritz to the National <laughs> Professional Fishing League. I look forward to uh, you know we cover the top eight every day that we do live, and I guarantee you we're gonna get to talk to uh, to Mister Fritz a few times this year on uh, mpfl live i can't wait well, man hopefully we'll kick it off at logan martin with a big one yeah well i you know i hope so i'm sort of excited and and you know i made the decision uh to to retire from bass and then and, and then i'm sort of thinking you know what i can't quit what am i <laughs> i mean i can't quit but I, I was looking for some way to fish a lot less and more spread out. And it's just a perfect answer for me. Yep. It's, uh, you're going to have fun there. You already, you know, uh, knowing Mr. Como, great people, everybody associated with the, with the deal is, uh, I'm not throwing myself in that, but everybody associated with it, they're, they're great people. They're great to work with. And, uh, the anglers, man, the camaraderie, I just think you're really going to enjoy it next year, and I can't wait to cover it and uh, watch it all go down. That's for sure. I appreciate everything you've done. I'm glad to see you're not hanging up the cleats completely, though. I'll be honest. I'm selfish. I need David Fritz out there on the water throwing that plug around, and uh, I look forward to the season. And, and thank you for joining Low Budget Live. I appreciate it. Uh, well, my pleasure. Absolutely. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you at Logan Martin. All right, Dave. All right, see you thanks. There. David Fritz, everybody, uh, an announcement. He's fishing the National Professional Fishing League. Shame on me for not knowing that. <laughs> I did hear a rumor. I did hear a rumor that that was, uh, that was possible. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm kind of in shock right now. Crazy to hear. And, and listen, y'all know I'm a, I, I talk forward-facing. Everybody talks forward-facing to death. But it's interesting to hear a guy like David that that has made his career as he said finding fish with a bait and you do have these paradigm shifts and like I said to him there when he's hearing Patrick Walters and his he's mind blown by what Patrick Walters is saying and I love that he used Patrick as an example because I say that all the time I think he's the best uh tournament bass fisherman in the country right now and and maybe for the last five years to be honest he's he's a freak but I, it's amazing to hear a legend like that say how mind-blowing he is hearing Patrick talk. And you know, though, you know it was the same way because, man, guys are just beating the brakes off the bank and Fritz slides out there, structure fishing, and just absolutely starts going to town. And he looks like he's in the abyss. I mean, I remember it, that was mind-blowing to me as a kid. And, and my dad knew that that existed a little bit, just being on the Tennessee River as much as he was. But we would get out there and I would feel so lost out in the middle of the lake when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. And, and you, and then you'd watch these David Fritz videos and dude, he's just catching them cast after cast. And so it's interesting to think about that. It was that way that there were people in the bag line when he's sitting there going, yeah, well, I, you know, sitting off that point three miles out there in the middle of nothing, looking like I'm throwing to the abyss that there were guys that had never left the bank in bass fishing. They had not. They had not left the bank. He was a pioneer in the way he was fishing for sure at the tournament level, professional level. And now we're seeing that with 
these guys that have got forward facing so dialed, they've got the techniques dialed, and it's we are in a new era, and that, that's the only. You know, that's the only way you can look at it. Obviously, for someone like David, you can tell he's frustrated with that. And I get that. I get that. Um, I certainly do. But it is uh, – it's here. I don't think it's going anywhere. And I think it's a really strong tool. And as I said, I enjoy it. Ten years from now, I don't know. I don't know what my stance will be on it, to be honest. It's all so new uh, and changing by the day. But very interesting conversation right there just picking up on like, I don't know, the changing of the guard, so to speak. And, and it happens in every sport where the heroes step away and they step away from the spotlight. And then there are new heroes for the next generation. And that's where we're living right now, professional bass fishing. And, and just, that's where it's at. I mean, I know Clun's entering his 50th year for sure. Going to be out there mixing it up, but we had Nixon step down. From the elites, you got David's going to step down, take a step back. Uh, Schedule-wise, fish fewer events. Fish with us, though, in the National Professional Fishing League. It's going to be a very special season there um, with a very interesting roster. That is for sure. Thank you all. Thank you all for tuning in each and every week. It's awesome to get to do this. That right there, you all know I was nervous. I know you could tell. I was rambling incessantly. Uh, That guy is – if you could – just truly crack his brain open. The amount of fishing knowledge that's there is just, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. Um, such a good dude. And and I thank him for coming on, just like I thank you guys for listening. So I hope you enjoyed that. That was uh, really interesting for me. Uh, going to take you out with some Biloxi Blues, like always. Like always, man. And uh, it's a song written by me, sang by me. I get that question still weekly. It's an old one, but some of y'all like it. So I'm going to take you out with it. May do a live next week. May do a live next week. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. May do one this week. We'll see. I got to see what the high school basketball schedule is. We're back in full swing with that um, for sure right now, to say the very least. I appreciate each and every low lifer out there. We're going to keep doing this as long as y'all keep tuning in. I'll see y'all next week. See From Jackson Town to Tupelo. I never could make it last Spanish moss and Civil War ghosts Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name And I don't care, no Getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there